suicide game just yesterday It's made all that I learned The emptiness of life examined Hello out there and welcome to another episode of Things I Learned While Learning Other Things. This is an attempt by me, Joe Morahan, and my brother, J.S., to provide you with a series of interesting, informative, educational, and we hope enjoyable stories that will help you navigate through those high seas of life. Today's episode is entitled Murder Just a Shot Away, Part 2. So we continue our discussion, guns, violence, wilding american hyper levels of gun violence aren't you sick of it yet calmly rationally no one is gonna dispute for we all i think we all must agree that unless you are an anarchist or a terrorist random violence is incredibly destructive it is ruinous and highly contagious yet weirdly All blends and brews of bleeding heart liberals and gung-ho gun advocates alike have teamed up, counterintuitively, I add, conjoined as if forced to work together against their collective wills on a chain gang, such that nothing can or will be done to stop the clockwork orange-like levels of violence that pollute our neighborhoods, our streets, contaminated by these droogs, truly dangerous, toxic males whose only purpose is to diminish the overall quality of life in our society. Now, gun guys, they want more guns, not fewer guns, in response to rising rates of violent crime. Bleeding hearts in the form of liberals and those interest groups whose main objective is to see fewer black men go to prison. No matter what crimes have been committed, they excuse all crime, claiming gun violence is the product not of bad guys, bad actors, but due to systemic racism. Hmm. Personally, when use of any color, any stripe, pull out a gun and shoot, say, a Korean shopkeeper trying to make a living at a convenience store, robbing him of $80 or so? Or or when gangs commit drive-by shootings, killing at random the young, the old, the rich, the poor, and the very unlucky. I remain unsympathetic to the shooters, whatever the contrived excuses concocted on their behalf. I don't give a crap what color he may be, nor am I going to excuse him for his violent uh, crimes. Do claims of systemic racism, implicit bias, lack of access to vegetables, uh, technology, or internet access, you know, having had an abusive parent, uh, exposure, excess exposure to porn at a young age, without a male role model to emulate, you know, brainwashed and callous by too much time spent playing violent video games, or forced at school, imagine, to read Plato or Aristotle, philosophers whom were white racists, or whom had suffered through the experience of a third, you know, a poor third grade teacher. I say to this, too freaking bad, tough shit. Screw you, pal. You shoot someone during a robbery, 20 years in prison for you. 
No plea bargaining. No parole. What about rehab, you ask? Forget rehab. There's not going to be rehab. We'll worry about rehab in year 19 of your prison term. Long-term prison terms, you argue, are, are not deterrents to violent crime, you say? Well, guess what? It will be a deterrent for you. And that's good enough for me. And with respect to guns and the resultant you know, carnage that's been caused, there exist plentiful reasons, um, th theoretically only marginally defensible, and in reality completely unsupportable, that are relied upon such that the avoidance, the avoidance of taking any meaningful steps to alleviate the problems of excessive gun violence in our society is deemed societally and politically superior to taking any action at all. I mean, this is a weird situation. I say alleviate because we are a country with 330 million plus people whom own approximately 440 million guns. The guns are going nowhere. Many of these 330 million people are quite vocal about expressing one point. They have a whole bunch of rights and they proudly assert them. They demand they be acknowledged while simultaneously behaving in a manner that suggests they owe few, if any, duties to other people whatsoever. They simply disavow all their duties. They recognize none. Not appreciating that without duties, there are no rights for anybody. What's wrong with these people? You know, rather strangely, we in the U.S., the USA, have found ourselves at the point in time in which we ironically resemble ancient Greece from 2,500 years ago, whereby truly imperialistic Athenians, without maintaining, <laughs> without maintaining any grievance whatsoever toward the Melians, residents of the tiny island of Milos, the Athenians made it clear to the Melians the truth of the matter was simply this. The strong will do what the strong will do, and the weak will bear what the weak must bear. Justice, civility. Are you kidding me? Justice is the advantage of the stronger. Virtue without power will only be mocked. And, you know, this strikes of Chairman Mao, that pedophile mass murderer who made no bones about it when he, he stated political power grows out of the barrel of a gun. And in Chicago, 3,000 plus people get shot every year. This fact should startle us. But given the new mayor of Chicago has publicly stated Im immediately upon his election just two weeks ago that he sides with the criminals, understands their frustrations. And given Chicagoans saw fit to elect him into power, with only 30% of the voting electric actually voting, we must admit, though, that Mao, the single worst homicidal maniac in human history, responsible for more deaths than any person whom has graced this planet before or after this lunatic, yes, responsible even for more deaths than the paranoid Bolshevik mass murderer, Joseph Stalin. We gotta admit, we just gotta do it. That Chairman Mao, he knew what he was talking about when he talked about power from a gun barrel. Yes, he did. Let the facts speak for themselves. Chicago is 
now a hellhole. Chicago has led the nation in murders for 11 consecutive years. We're number one means something in Chicago, that's for sure. You know, French philosopher Jean-Jacques Rousseau, arguably and uniquely the philosophical driver behind the horrors of both the terror that followed the French Revolution in 1789 and whom served along with communist guru Karl Marx as the philosophical theorist most responsible for the homicidal tendencies of the Russian Revolution in 1917 and the even more homicidal you know, mania that followed, Rousseau argued man is fundamentally good. Fundamentally good. Primitive man equal natural man and equal a happy man too. Now, Rousseau argued development of arts and sciences and civilization in essence, society and all forms of progress corrupted and ruined all mankind. Per Jean-Jacques, primitive man was solitary and contented. All human wants, needs, desires, they were all met in hunter-gatherer societies. By the way, no proof of Rousseau's assertion exists, nor is any proof possible. Rousseau just made it up. In a contest, he won a prize for a paper that theorized all this nonsense. It's just so screwy. History does not confirm Rousseau's essential argument that man is good. And not only does history not confirm Rousseau's essential argument, the admittedly obtuse, hard to comprehend German philosopher Hegel thought that Rousseau's idea was just harebrained, that man is good but has been corrupted and ruined by government and organized society, a society which impels and corrupts men with superior intellects to outdo other men and which results in unequal outcomes and material rewards. That, you know, that is what Rousseau found so reprehensible. You know, Rousseau was opposed to private property ownership, unequal wealth, and, and, and aberration his all-powerful legislator, uh-oh, would resolve. Income and, and wealth inequality, well, that would be sorted out by the state distributing private property as it saw fit and redistributing material rewards that resulted from superior intellects and industriousness. You know, one, one can immediately grasp, understand why unions, socialists, communists, the underclass, and deadbeats loved Rousseau's ideas. You can see why Rousseau's philosophy would spur on the French to revolt. Oh, those wacky French. And you can see why the new mayor of Chicago would want to buy off on Rousseau's idiotic idea about the goodness of primitive man, even if he doesn't know who the hell Jean-Jacques Rousseau was. And for all I know, the mayor of Chicago might be confusing him with Jacques Cousteau. But something tells me that Brandon Johnson, the new mayor of Chicago, is not a PADI licensed scuba diver. No, he's not. Back to those wacky French. That things got a bit out of control, a bit out of hand, and tens of thousands of people were beheaded during the French Revolution and the terror that followed. Well, that is something that just has to be 
um, tolerated by the people. You know, when people feel aggrieved and, and have excuses to justify their criminal acts. I mean, this is the kind of thinking that Brandon Johnson is bringing into office as the new mayor of Chicago. Yeah, that French Revolution, all that equality, fraternity kind of stuff did get a bit out of control. But you must appreciate that the people, the people had legitimate beefs. The mob protested, well, rioted, well, okay, revolted and cut people's heads off. But you got to understand, violence, you know, ju you know, proves just so, so, so contagious. It gets the juices flowing, testosterone, adrenaline, nanoadrenaline, toxic masculinity, chemistry at work. True, the mob takes on characteristics of its most extreme members, but Brandon Johnson, he understands and the aggrieved people, they, they had reasons for their criminal actions. They had excuses for wanting to rob people in the Chicago area of their property. Why? Because they own cool stuff. Who wouldn't want their stuff? So you take it by force and behead your neighbors, I guess. Things have been so unfair. Know what I mean? Privilege and all that. Hmm. I just had to get mine. Are we talking France in 1789? Or are we talking about Chicago in America for the past 11 years anyway, or more? It's hard to tell. Murder, it's just a shot away. And Chicago proves it. Hey, thanks for listening. We'll be back. Bye-bye. I am in a far off place. You're in Chicago. Half of a world away. It's hell. And there's so much to do, and there's so, so much, much to see. Just before you die. Had her way. Bang, bang. There are mountains and valleys and beautiful hills. Each vista something new. Wow. And though my imagination's been captured, my thoughts they return to you. Please don't shoot me. Please don't shoot me. So can you help relieve me of my wallet? Burning on my, my car? There's oh. something yeah. wrong deep inside of me. And I thought it was you. Something I must like. Money. For I've got this worry you'll be leaving me. Dead. And I must admit it that I'm scared. Terrified. So can you don't shoot me in the head. Please don't shoot me in the head. I know it's Chicago, but please don't shoot me in the head.